Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Charged Up Studio Live, where small business owners get charged up for success. Are you a small business owner? Do you find yourself struggling through the many responsibilities that come with the title entrepreneur? Well, we're here for you. Charged Up Studio is hosted by Marketatomy LLC, your prescription for what we call OPA. What is OPA? It's when you become so overwhelmed with the confusion that comes with business ownership that you become paralyzed and ultimately avoid doing anything in hopes it will take care of itself or you put it off till later. Does that sound familiar? I'm your host, Dan Olivo, and each week we bring a business professional eager to charge you up as they talk about the many things that keep you from moving forward with your small business. So are you ready to get charged up for success? Let's hit it. So welcome back once again to another episode of Charged Up Studio, where small business owners can get the information and tips needed to grow and scale their new businesses. I'm Dan Olivo, your host, and this month we're focusing our efforts on businesses helping other businesses. With that in mind, our first guest this month is introducing us to a high-level community of entrepreneurs with resources, influence, skills, contracts, and imagination. Over the past four years, broadcasting the Charged Up Studio podcast, I can't tell you how many times I have made the statement that as small business owners, we cannot operate in a vacuum. We need to learn to reach out and ask for help, network and engage with those who can provide guidance along the way. So today we're thrilled to have a special guest on the show who is an expert in this area. He is a connector, conscious capitalist and passionate about sustainability. He's going to introduce us to Eliances, founded by David Kogan, who asked the question on every business owner's mind, what's next? Let's give a warm Charged Up Studio welcome to Brian Crum. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? Dana, I am fantastic. Really honored to be on the show with you today. Excited to share how our Alliances community has been helping people start and grow their businesses for over a decade now. Oh, great, great. So I have one question that I ask every one of my guests and to get things started so that our audience can get a better understanding of who we're talking to. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So if you could go back in time and give your young self some solid advice, 
what advice would you give him and at what age? I think I would probably go back to when I was in my late teens or early 20s. And it was, in, it was when I was at that crucial point in university deciding what to do next. Uh, I had originally went to school to follow my passion of flying. So I was going into aviation and uh, uh, quickly realized that that probably wasn't where the career path was going to be. Uh, but I remember that I was doing some computer programming. Uh, even when I was a young child, I'd written some basic programs on my Commodore 64. And then I got to college and had a couple of programming courses and, and, and decided that computers really wasn't for me. Um, and it's one of those decisions I look back on, uh, thinking about how early stage we were with the internet and software. And I would, I would advise myself to have actually gotten involved in software back when I was younger instead of waiting until much, much later to get involved in, in what we call tech entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we call um, uh, persistence, okay? You know, especially starting out on Commodore 64, okay? You know, that was a, that was a effort in itself, OK, I can see where you lost interest in that, you know, and everything nowadays, gosh, with AI and everything else, it's so exciting. You know, it's so exciting to see all this stuff. So it is. Yeah, I mean, if, where, if, yeah, if yeah. you think about. Yeah. yeah if, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, if you think about what kids are exposed to today, where they're literally playing with possibly iPads and iPhones when they're like toddlers, um, and to think about growing up with that amount of power right at your fingertips, uh, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty incredible to think about what kids can do to become entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners at such young ages now. No, definitely. I've got a four-year-old granddaughter that has been using the iPad. That's how she's learning. We have all learning elements on there and everything, the learning apps. And she is just so far advanced for four years old. You know, we talk about not becoming attached, you know, to our electronic devices. But nowadays, that's how the kids learn. You know, mm -hmm. you just to monitor what they're watching, what they're playing with. But that's how they learn. I mean, and especially after COVID, you know, now all the kids, that's that's how they're learning. So. Oh, yeah. In fact, if it hadn't been for that adoption of technology, I mean, kids wouldn't have almost wouldn't have been able to learn during COVID because everyone had to go remote. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible to think about, you know, the changes that have happened just in the last two to three decades. Nope, that's exactly it. So let's talk a little bit about Eliance's, um, your experience with it. Um, uh, you know, give me a little bit of background as far or give our audience a little bit of background on, first of all, how you got involved with it and um, and then a little bit about what it is. Yeah, thanks a lot. We love sharing the, the story of Alliances and, and how it was started and how it's grown and, and a lot of the, the very cool success stories that we've created, helped create for people. Uh, Alliances was really started almost as an accident, just with a small group of people, about a dozen people would get together in Scottsdale, Arizona. This is going back to 2011 and 2012 at this point. And, and the concept of why we were gathering was that we would typically have an engineer, an attorney, an investment banker, an investor, you know, business founders, people with ideas, and everyone would invite a guest and we would learn what they were doing. And then we would 
ask them, you know, what's your biggest challenge and what's your biggest opportunity and what can we do to help? So it's really just a way to, to help people connect. And after doing that pretty informally for a couple of years, uh, we got to a point where we realized, hey, this is really cool. Uh, we love being able to help people. What can we do to grow this and scale it bigger? And, and that, that was right around the time that uh, the original group uh, of members that was totally informal, uh, didn't even have a name to it, uh, met David Kogan who became the founder of what is now known as Alliances, which stands for Entrepreneurial Alliances. And David said, Brian, this is really cool. This is pretty amazing, but what could we do to make it bigger? And uh, part of the answer to that was, hey, let's move to a larger space where instead of only 12 people sitting around the round table, uh, we would have 25 people. So we moved to a different venue, um, got 25 people together, and then we said, this is amazing. What if we did 40 people or 50 people? So once again, we found a larger venue, and this is around the time that this became a formal business, a formal community, um, instead of just a random group of people committed to helping other entrepreneurs. Um, and we also started creating what's called alliance ships, which are really strategic partnerships. Uh, but one of the very first ones was with uh, an, associate, uh, an associated group at Arizona State University, uh, which is where they're incubating startups, not just from students, but also for faculty, in including technology transfer out of the university. Um, and, and they have a public-private partnership. Uh, it, it kind of like an expanded part of their campus called Skysong. So Skysong is uh, part of where the innovation occurs, um, not just at ASU, but has been used to, to, to help launch and grow other technology-related businesses in Scottsdale. Um, so at that point, um, Alliances was formed. Uh, I mentioned earlier that we are now celebrating our 10th year of helping entrepreneurs. And when I say helping entrepreneurs, think about that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey that everyone goes through. Whether it's when you have that eureka moment and you have that, that idea on a paper napkin, all the way through to the people that have been successful, they might be serial entrepreneurs, um, and, and they're at that stage of the life that they wanna give back to others. Um, so that's really the, 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 the founding story or the genesis of, of alliances. Well, that's, that's really interesting. And basically what you're talking about is a mastermind. You know, when you're talking about, you know, um, sharing stories, we just had one this morning among clients with, for one of my, one of my clients, his clients, we had, a, we held a mastermind for him today. And it's amazing what comes out in these masterminds. It's like they're, they're able to share the, their issues or their celebrations, you know, and things like that without feeling as though um, they're going to be condemned for it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important. Yeah. And it's important to understand that, you know, this is this is another opportunity for businesses to get um, insight into how their customers are feeling about what they're offering, what they're delivering, all of this. So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about um, how you, you you talked about how it was founded. And, and mm -hmm. what was interesting to me was the fact that you talked about scaling it. All right. And then in the efforts of scaling, you ended up partnering you know, with universities, with different associations, you know, and things like that. How difficult was it for you to scale it by partnering like this? 
the the partnerships, those alliance ships, were really a key to it. Um, one of the other first alliance ships that we created is actually with the company that I work at now. So you actually see our logo on the wall behind me. Uh, so Caliber, along with uh, Arizona State University, was one of those first alliance ships. And the reason that Caliber um, invested and partnered with alliances is because Caliber, at the heart, uh, even though we're an Inc. 500, Inc. 5000 fastest growing business in America for, I think, eight years in a row now, um, we still view what we do as being very entrepreneurial, you know, still still uh, managed by the two original co-founders. Uh, so that commitment to give back to the community um, and support alliances was one of those examples. Um, but the other, the other thing that was really cool about this is what we found out about the power of media. So one of the other first alliance ships was with what, what's known in Arizona as Money Radio. So this is a local uh, affiliate of a business channel. And the original radio show, so keep in mind, we're doing a podcast right now. So, uh, you know, I, I love and understand the, the power of podcasting, but the original Alliance's Heroes show that we started with Money Radio was a 10-minute slot where we would interview four entrepreneurs. Sometimes they were celebrities. Like I was, I was on one of the first Alliance's Heroes radio shows. And uh, the other guests that were on the show with me was um, Richard Branson. Uh, and, and, and why did Richard Branson reach out to this, this scrappy, you know, startup entrepreneurship community? Um, it was because we had some sort of media reach. And it was because of that, that first uh, radio show uh, with Money Radio called Alliance's Heroes that we started getting in touch with proactively. So we didn't have to reach out to them. They were reaching out to us. So CEOs, founders of companies, celebrities were actually contacting Alliance saying, we would love to be on your Alliance's Heroes show. And because of that, it was one of those, uh, it was one of the tools that gave us the ability to scale because now instead of just relying on who we could meet in Scottsdale in the greater Phoenix area, uh, which is definitely a hotbed for startups and, and has a very growing tech ecosystem, we're mm -hmm. connecting with entrepreneurs, not just from around the country, but from around the world. Uh, so that's another example of how these strategic partnerships really right. helped us scale, where now we have well over a thousand members um, all across the country and even the globe. Um, and, and another, another uh, reason for the growth was what happened, you know, when COVID hit. You know, think yeah. about the pivots that entrepreneurs needed to make just to survive. Uh, and then once you, once you got through that, a lot of entrepreneurs found ways to thrive and keep growing again. So having the ability to very quickly pivot from only doing in-person meetings in Scottsdale and Tempe, Arizona, to being mm -hmm. able to go 100% remote uh, is another example of how an entrepreneur uh, was able to pivot and uh, not only uh, grow, but accelerate growth during that time period. Oh, very interesting. And, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is by connecting to people like, you know, Richard Branson, you know, and things like that, what our audience needs to understand is you're not only connecting to Richard Branson, you're talking, you're connecting to his entire network when you're working with him. And, and exactly. got him. So we're talking about media, but we're also talking about market extension and market penetration is what we're talking about. So, you know, it's important to, you know, to, to keep that in mind. So what are some of the programs or something like that um, that you've already talked about your, your um, radio show, the Heroes Radio Show, but what are, are some of the other 
the other value-added programs that you introduce through eLiances? Well, not surprisingly, you already uh, hit the nail on the head with one of them. Uh, you mentioned masterminds. So yeah. a few years ago, one of the ideas that a member had was, what if we created our own mastermind group? So we launched the first one, uh, I think in 2018, potentially, uh, and, and, and they're, they're branded as eBrain Trusts. So small letter E and then brain trust. So eBrain Trust is the internal mastermind that is available for Alliance's members. Uh, we've got well over a dozen of them. I'm, I've been in one of them for several years, and I'm pretty honored that uh, one of the other original kind of founding members of Alliance's has been in my group. And it's great to see and hear the success stories that have come uh, out of just our little eight, nine, 10 person uh, eBrain Trust, because you're right, you do share things in those groups that you may not have others others shared with other people uh, because you have that level of trust inside of them and a real true commitment to help others and then because these e-brain trusts are inside of this greater community when we realize what those challenges or opportunities are within our own group uh, we can we can you know uh, with with proper approval of not doing anything confidential we can ask for help from the greater community then that's very good. That's very good. Masterminds is very yeah. is one of the very powerful uh, newer newer programs uh, that we right. have implemented inside of alliances. So when we start talking about masterminds and things like that, you know, um, do you have separate uh, levels of masterminds? You know, for for like higher end corporate, larger companies, and then smaller companies. Do you operate with smaller companies? What? Yeah, so um, the, the mastermind groups are, are put together pretty strategically. Um, and in order to bring in a new member, you know, everyone has to understand who the new people are, you know, the new person is going to be. But there's not really any um, restriction, whether it's a solopreneur, um, all the way up to the CEO of a larger company. Um, but we do have a lot of solopreneurs, um, as well as founders of, of smaller companies. So I think that there, there's, there's a bigger... Uh, focus on helping that smaller entrepreneur. Although we do come across corporate executives that want to be more intrapreneurial within their companies as well. Um, so there really isn't a restriction on, on that, uh, but we do have different levels of membership within the alliances. So there, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a level of membership that you have to achieve before you're actually eligible to participate in the eBrain right. trusts. Right. Right. I have a mastermind that um, I am working on right now, just getting ready to kick off in about six, six weeks, I guess it is. And it's, we're setting it up the same way. Uh, my, my heart is with your small micro business owners yep. you know, and getting them to a level to where's, okay, they're going to step up and they're going to be ready to move on to another level, you know, and things like that. Um, but what where I find is um, when you can mix some of your solo entrepreneurs and things like that with some more experienced ones, there's more learning that happens Absolutely. with sharing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I definitely that? agree with you there. Yeah, right. yeah, we, de we definitely that? see that. Yeah. So do you have any stories about something like that without giving names? You know, there's there's so many different examples that we can share of of Alliance's members 
collaborating together and actually launching companies together. Um, so that's something that's been very interesting. Uh, one of the, the, the main quote headquarters location, because obviously, you know, uh, if, if you're if you're a virtual company, you don't need to have a physical location. But when we do meet in person, uh, we, we meet, meet at a co-working space. It's owned by one of our members. It's one of our other formerly alliance ships called Mac 6 MAC 6. So the actual location where we hold the majority of our meetings is a co-working space where members have um, you know taken over gotten support um, you know have office space there so it's almost like having a company you know company yeah. clubhouse uh, so for people that are in Arizona it is a great way for them to collaborate and start businesses together oh and by the way we actually have this co-working space that you can get started at and then as you grow you can move into larger locations um, and then caliber our company um, who is one of the early stage alliances members um, also just built our own co-working space um, near a, a growing and extended Arizona technology Arizona State University technology campus in downtown Mesa Arizona so um, while we have multiple locations where our members can get together and collaborate um, you know I know that we're going to create even more of those success stories of, of, of people starting and growing companies together within the alliances so um, are all of your your masterminds are they all held in person or do you do virtual or what? When the program was first started, it was pre-COVID and everyone always met in person. But now because we do have members from around the world, I'm, I've, I've, I have a member that is uh, travels to Africa frequently. Uh, we also have a member who goes between uh, Canada and uh, England. So our, our particular group meets all virtual. Uh, so each mastermind is given the ability to choose if they want to do in-person hybrid or all remote. So it, it's well, flexible, great. just like everything else in the in this new world. Very interesting. And um, if somebody wanted to partner to bring alliances to their area, what would be what would be the process in doing that? The, the process to learn about alliances, everyone has to attend uh, one of the Tuesday morning round tables. So, you know, I mentioned that this originally started with a group of 12 people getting together at a round table. So we kind of kept some of that initial um, genesis of, of, of the organization intact. So a Tuesday morning round table is held in person in Tempe, Arizona at this Max 6 co-working space. Uh, but then for the people that are joining virtually, we typically have about 25 in person and 25 virtually. So someone that is not in Phoenix, Arizona area can absolutely attend virtually. Um, it's a very structured meeting. It takes about three hours uh, to go through it. Um, so the first step that someone would do, uh, they could reach out to myself or go to eliances.com, E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com to learn more. Uh, we could get them signed up for one of those Tuesday morning roundtables. Um, and then depending on how it goes, um, if they uh, are invited to become a member, then they can start learning about the other events. They can decide if they want to participate in one of these eBrain trusts. And then on an annual basis, we have a large in-person event. It's really more of a, a gala called the Grand Table. Uh, and the Grand Table brings together about 300 people in person from around the country. Um, and, and usually it includes some of the VIP or celebrities that have been on on the radio shows uh, so they get to come in and, and meet people and you know we have we have the, the co-founder of priceline as an example jeff right. hoffman who is one of the greatest humans i've ever met um you know he, he literally travels around the world you know promoting entrepreneurship uh, and he's one of our members that wouldn't miss one of those grand tables 
Interesting. When you say Priceline, I, I miss, immediately think of William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have not yet had William Shatner participate, but For that would be actually reason, pretty I, amazing. You know, it, it, it does kind of come. I know now they, they've got um, the actress that, that is on. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the show. Yeah, it's, it's escaping me too. But, uh, you know, I think a natural extension of where we're heading next with this, uh, because Arizona uh, is a state that recently reinstated what's called a, a film tax credit. Um, there are more and more TV shows, commercials, and even movies that are going to be filmed in Arizona. And we actually have kind of like this, almost like a subset that's growing of members that are very actively involved in all aspects of, of film and production, including including actors. So there, there will be um, in the future, uh, some uh, movies and, and shows that will have a very heavy reliance on Alliance's members uh, for, the, for the production of For casting films. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah actually, actually being done oh. in Arizona, finally, again. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of the things that has hurt us here in Florida. If I'm not mistaken, we still have that tax in place, you know, and so they're moving up to Atlanta. A lot of them are going up to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. It, Atlanta, yeah. Um, Louisiana, um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, surprisingly, um, are hotbeds of area for these production studios. And it was all based on these special tax advantages wow. that uh, they were given to basically reduce the risk and incentivize that production to occur there. So Arizona is about a decade late in the game, but because we have that now, uh, there are Hollywood studios um, that will be uh, moving and expanding to Arizona. And Very Alliances is, has some members that are right there at the forefront of all this. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, no, that's pretty exciting. So any of you out there who is who have thought about, you know, starting a mastermind or getting involved in a mastermind, you know, well, now you know where you can go is to Eliances and check it out. And who knows, you might meet, you know, one of your, your most loved actors or actresses. You never know. You, know? you easily could. Yeah. <laughs> so we're coming up on the end of another podcast here. Brian, do you have any last minute tips you want to offer our audience? Yeah, one one of the one of the the things that we always share with that early stage entrepreneur that is feeling a lot of struggles and there's a lot of stress involved in this um, is to to let them know that they're not alone. Yeah, just just to remind people that they're not alone. Um, to reach out to collaborate with others, um, if they happen to live in an area where there's a strong kind of support system for startups. Um, whether it's a traditional true small business that never intends to scale or something that's may maybe more technology focused or technology enabled that at some point is potentially going to need venture capital and the, and the goal is to grow it from that founding team to a, a large corporation um, that that everyone is facing a lot of those same struggles uh, so definitely you know reach out ask for help and when you get to a point where you can give back um, uh, give, give freely of yourself you know off, offer that time offer that those resources become a mentor um, is something that we've seen uh, people uh, get a lot of meaningfulness out of their lives when they get to that point where they can reach out and give back and help others. Okay, great. So Brian, how can people get a hold of you or find out more information about Eliances? 
Yeah, so uh, conveniently, I have this great little app that connects with my Zoom and get, people get to see that they can follow me on Twitter at, at Brian Crum, uh, LinkedIn with my name being spelled funny the way that it is. Uh, I'm super easy to find on the internet. Uh, so they can feel free to reach out directly to me on social media. Um, and then they could also go to uh, eliances uh, com E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com uh, to learn more as well. Excellent. So that concludes our podcast for today. Please leave a review on any of the streaming platforms that you are listening to us on or go to our Charged Up Studio Facebook page and leave a review there. Charged Up Studio is the product of Academy, the e-learning system designed specifically with the micro business owner in mind. For more information and to register for our many courses, go to Academy. M-A-R-K-E-T-A-T-O-M-Y dot academy. And that's it for another week. And I hope to see you next week with another exciting guest. Talk to you later. You've been listening to Charged Up Studio Live, the podcast with you, the small business owner in mind, with your host, Dana Olivo. Join us every Tuesday as we bring you valuable tips and insights into many of the topics you don't know you don't know about growing a successful business. Please leave us a review on any of the streaming platforms you are listening to or visit us on the YouTube or Facebook page and leave a review or subscribe so you don't miss another episode. You can also support us through Patreon by visiting our website, chargedupstudio.live, and click on the Patreon link. Until next week, go out and have a charged up week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.